Welcome to another episode of the Humming Projector podcast. We are back after our summer break and I hope you have had a great summer. And today we are going to talk about Cinesy, a well-known name for many American collectors. And now I, as a European collector, might get to know it a little bit better. And with me today to talk about Cinesy, I have Joe Caruso, also known as Shorty. Besides being a film collector, he's a stage actor from New Jersey, known for numerous theater plays through the years. And welcome to the podcast, Shorty. Thank you, thank you. I know Shorty from Blackpool. Uh, he has been to the conventions all the three times I've been there. Uh, that's a pretty long way from the US, uh, so I'm truly impressed of, uh, of you coming back year after year. But before before we move on, uh, Shorty, uh, you got to tell us why you are called Shorty. Why? Can't you tell? Yeah. No. <laughs> I have heard it, but maybe uh, some of the listeners haven't. Well, that began when I was a kid. I used to collect short little films that ran about 50 foot, you know, little headline editions, which you would get for a dollar or two. And a friend of mine had a little crank projector, and we would show them. And one day, I came over, and one of the kids said, Hey, what kind of films you got there, shorty? You know, as a kid, you don't like that, but you know, it grew on me, and I said, I got this, I got that. So the name stuck ever since. Short and I specialized in collecting short films. It's been like that all my life. That's a great name. I wish I also had a, had a nickname uh, that was film-related. Um, and also with me today, I have Douglas Meltzer. Doug is a cinematographer that has done work for 60 Minutes, 48 Hours, The Daily Show, Good Morning America, and other well-known shows for networks like CBS, CNN, and ABC, and many other of the big networks. He has been present at countless professional interviews, and now he gets to be in one by an experienced amateur like me here in this podcast. in, uh, in the film collecting community, though, you are probably best known as one of the administrators at the 8mm Forum. And welcome to the podcast, Doug. Uh, thank you, Ivan. I'm a huge fan of the Humming Projector, so I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. And thank you, too. And I'm glad to finally get to talk to you, Doug, and see you again shortly. Um, it's great to have more people from the U.S. in this podcast, as it tends to be a little bit focused from Europe as I live there. And uh, with Shorty, only two-thirds of the U.S. collectors in this podcast has the name Doug. So that's uh, that's uh, <laughs> it's a big change, my friend Douglas Warren, uh, as you know, has been here before and will be here back soon. <laughs> um, we have covered the British Film Collectors Convention and Blackpool, uh, the two conventions in the U.K. that are uh, probably m- most known from the, from the U.K. Um, but today we will talk about convention in the U.S., the Cinecy Convention. Uh, and I know it has been a few episodes about uh, conventions now, but I really think the conventions are a big deal uh, in the community, and I look forward to learn more about Cinecy. So, first off, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the convention. There are two... Um, conventions during the year I know and then can you talk us through that where it is and when it is etc well Cinecy is a twice a year event held on in a beautiful beach town of Wildwood Crest New Jersey almost at the very tip of New Jersey a beautiful location and it's basically a group of people getting together to share their love of film we gather to show films on a projector we all appreciate the fact that films look better on a projector. It's more uh, um, 
is more better than anything else, really. And plus, on top of that, everybody has their own take, their own knowledge about film and everything else. And so they bring that to the show, too. So watching the films, we learn a lot, too. I read that it was started by you, Shorty, and a person called John Black. That was a new name to me. I am a latecomer to, the, well, to this. Actually, hobby. it was John Black who really spearheaded the idea years ago. I had met him back in 1982, and we both collected films. And we met at a show, and when that show ended, John was a little disappointed. He was, hey, I want to do a show that has all film again, you know. So we were talking about doing it, and it took a while, but we finally... Uh, uh, had a show at the Bolero uh, Hotel, which is also in Wildwood. And we had the, f- the first one was in 19... That was in 2009. 19? Two- How uh, old are we? Uh, 2009. And it was called, well, I think, the Film Collectors Club International. And it had nothing but film. Nothing else. Projectors, everything. And uh, it sort of evolved from that, because when that finished, then we started thinking about another show in another location a little further down to the ocean. And then he gave me a call and said, hey, come on down to this place here, which was called the uh, Ocean Holiday. And that was right across the street from the ocean, literally. And it worked out that we uh, we settled there for several years. It's even better. And once again, it was just nothing but film. That's how Cinecy got his name, the Cinema by the Sea. John had posted in... September of 2009 on Brad Miller's 8mm Forum, which I started co-moderating in 2005. And John used to put on these nostalgia film shows with celebrities where you get autographs, take pictures, they'd sit at tables, they'd talk about their big films and TV shows that they used to do. And he really wanted, he was jealous of the shows in the UK. He said, why can't we have a film show? Just film, no other memorabilia, just film in the US. And Shorty kept prodding him to go ahead and do it. So uh, he did it. Now, unfortunately, he held the first one in December of uh, 2009. It snowed that day and it was close to Christmas. So it wasn't the biggest turnout ever, but it was a great start. And unfortunately, he is not. Uh, he's no longer with us. As no, I, no, he uh, had passed away in uh, June of uh, 2011, and after the uh, uh, th- third one, I think. And we kept going. I'm sure he wanted us to continue, and so we stayed at the um, at the Ocean Holiday for the next um, was it eight years, not or so, and. Uh, then that was undergoing renovations of some kind. So we moved across the street to another place called the Shalimar, just as beautiful. And once again, we continue what we're doing. John's death hit us pretty hard. I mean, he was was such a vibrant guy. John was, in addition to being a film collector, he was a full-time musician. And um, and also a film historian, he had he was uh, working on a, a book about Black Hawk, and mm-hmm. had talked to uh, the head of Black Hawk, and was going to come out with it. And then suddenly, we heard John was in the hospital, and then he passed away. And there were three of us: there was Shorty, myself, and a wonderful gentleman named Lou Franchetti, who was also at the first two um, conventions. And we said, you know what? let's do the next one in memory of John. Let's have at least one more. And then luckily it kept going. 
And John's favorite films were from Atlas Films. I think we showed one just for him. He loved Atlas Films, which is okay. And uh, yeah, he, he had talked to a, a guy named Martin Phelan, who was at Blackhawk Films for a long He had an interview with the man. He was in his 90s. I never saw the interview. I never saw what he, what he, what he wrote, but uh, he really was working on the book about Blackhawk Films, and I was helping him. I gave him all the papers I could out of it. Um, but you know, we're, we always run a Blackhawk film. We always run a little Atlas film at every show. We do. We do. We always toast a guy. Remember him every time, every show. Every show is dedicated to John. In addition, every show is also dedicated to all the film collectors out there. Mm, but uh, but yeah. uh, we definitely remember John at each and every show. That that's great, and and it's has been the same three of you that has run the convention ever since, or has there been any changes to the to the setup of the organizers? It's worked out really well. It's been the three of us. Um. Maybe you can get us through the, a regular convention um, and take us through the days. There, are, I know there are more than one day at the convention, so maybe you can take us through the convention. What happens? What kind of events are there during the convention? Well, first, let me just say that when John started Cinecy, it was basically a Saturday that went into Sunday. Uh, dealers during the day, we'd show films later on. Um, then people started coming in on Friday for this. And so we thought, you know, while well, they're here, let's do something on Friday night. So mm -hmm. we started the Friday night feature, mm -hmm. um, which was a really clever name, I think, because it was on Friday night, right? Yeah. And, and then um, people started coming earlier. Uh, they would come in on Thursday just to hang out and have fun because it is a, a resort town. Mm -hmm. And while we do these things at the beginning of the summer season and at the end of the summer season so that way it's actually less expensive for everybody all the way around um people come they can hang out at the beach they can go to the boardwalk there's an amusement park nearby we're not that far from atlantic city so if you feel like you've got too much money and you'd like to gamble it away you're uh, you're absolutely welcome to to do that so we people came on thursday so we started you know what let's do a matinee show on friday and I'll get into what we're actually showing. Uh, but then people again, all right, they're coming in on Wednesday. So right now, Cinecy officially starts on Thursday evening, and it goes to Sunday at noon. So uh, that's when it wraps up. That sounds very similar to, to Blackpool, where really? they mm -hmm. also have started uh, earlier with uh, mm -hmm. the dinner coming in the in the, during the 80s, mm -hmm. I think. And then uh, at Saturday, and they started with a film show a little bit earlier on Saturday because people got there early, and then there is the film viewing on, on Friday. And now people, some people start to come on Thursdays, <laughs> Blackpool as well, but, but there are no official uh, events on the Thursday, but people show up on Thursdays there too. Blackpool and Cinecity share one thing, definitely. It's basically a film vacation. It's, it's half cine convention and half holiday. You're away. So that's, uh, uh, you're, you're on vacation. You can relax, have fun. And so why not come in early? Well, sure. Plus, down at Blackpool, you're right near a beach resort, too. Yeah. You have all those amusements down there and everything, so it works out perfectly. I came in on a Wednesday, <clears throat> naturally, even at Blackpool, because... I show films in my room, and I bring them downstairs, and the boys start coming in, and we start talking, and that's it. I'm sure with both conventions, it's with all conventions, it's actually all about meeting your fellow collectors. Exactly. And it's just about the camaraderie 
uh, John Black always used to say the whole point uh, is not really what we're showing. It's just that the camaraderie between people and mm-hmm. and getting to know them. And basically, once you meet them, they they become friends and they keep showing up, which is great. Yeah, and and. and- you point out something really important there. It's about the, the, the faces, the people, and, and, and to get to know each other. You sent me a booklet uh, for the tw- 25th edition of, of, of Cynesee, and there's mm-hmm. uh, um, a few paragraphs there written by Steve Clare uh, that put words to what I feel the conventions are all about, and I'll actually read it here. Uh, and I quote him, Back then, we were at best internet acquaintances. We knew the names, maybe the faces as much as an avatar can convey, but we didn't know the people. The first time began to change all that. The names became people, and those people had personalities and lives and souls. We gradually came to know and appreciate them. End of quote. And I think that pretty much sums up what those conventions are about. It's about the people there, more just as much as the films. Many of us live maybe a little bit of a distance to other com- collectors, and, and there's nice to meet. And as much as forums uh, bring uh, um, us together, uh, there will always be something missing when we don't meet in person. That's my opinion, at least. So what was the place for the conventions in the collectors uh, scene? Um, I believe Steve also said um, that an internet forum is like a transistor radio. It's great. You get to hear what's going on. You're in contact with people. But being with those same people that you talk to on the net, being with them live is like sitting in a concert hall. It's just totally, it, it's a totally different experience. Once you're with them, you can't get enough. We don't want to leave. By Sunday, nobody wants to really go. <laughs> it's true. Sunday, uh, which is when we start wrapping up, um, we go till noon, and actually, that's the uh, last chance to uh, to get some deals uh, at the dealer tables. Mm-hmm. But it's also the saddest day. You just wake up, and as a group, we go out for any number of meals, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, this is the last breakfast together till the next one. So it, it is. It's, it's a very sad day. We're last. We're packing the cars up and we're tugging away, embracing, and say, next time, next time. But we got a little tear in our eye, you know. We do. The same as Blackpool. I hate living there. It's wonderful there, too. And, and when you get back home and you are back to the forums again, I, my experience is that um, when you are reading the forum posts of the same people later, then you actually know them in a different way than you did before. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of a synergy there between the forums and, and Facebook groups and, and the conventions, I guess. Absolutely. Cynesy in particular, I don't, don't want to speak for the other shows, but Cynesy is nothing without the people who who come to the show, uh, not only for the camaraderie and getting to talk to people. And uh, we have many meals together, uh, which is uh, which is always good. Actually, I think Cynesy is just one excuse to a big excuse to go out for as many meals as possible. But also the people who come to Cynesy, it's it's not passive; it's active. They participate directly because we have two screenings. We have one on Thursday and Saturday that involve people bringing films for us to show. Mm-hmm. Shorty and I have uh, a number of films that okay, we'd like to get to from our collections, but really what we do is uh, is show uh, films that people bring. So it's almost like they are programming or curating the show. Uh, everybody who comes brings a film and. Uh, they can talk about their print if they'd like to, and we'd have nothing to show without them. 
particularly on a Saturday, we show all films that everybody brings, so it's a hodgepodge of variety. And uh, like Doug says, they can talk about the print, or we'll just say, here's a film from so-and-so, and hey, then we once that person shows that film, you know, you get to know them, say, that's the kind of film they like. That's what they bring, you know? And so and then you talk about that film, and maybe next time they might bring a similar one. That's the whole thing. It's just c- communicating and growing. That's what it is. Are there any defined themes for those uh, shows, or can they bring anything? The Thursday Night Show, which is our most recent addition to Cinecy, is called the Thursday Night Theme. And basically, we ask people to bring films of a particular genre that we decide on. So we started with, um, since it started with an October show, it was close to Halloween. Mm -hmm. So we started with spooky films, and people brought films like that. Then after that, we did crime and mystery, film noir. Okay, bring that. We've done movies about movies, where people brought amazing prints that I've never heard of. It's like... Uh, little uh, shorts about you and the movie theater. And it, 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 it showed a family going to a movie theater and how they each see the movie and experience themselves up on the screen. And also... History of movies, uh, different things like that. I brought one called History Brought to Life. Uh, Cecil B. DeMille introduces films that he did, which was incredible. Uh, so it's films you've never heard of and and, uh, and get to see. We The last one we did was Animation. Mm. Uh, a very wide-based. Uh, and uh, what's great is that sometimes people are so enthused uh, and excited about the genre that's coming up mm-hmm. that we've had people who do not attend the show or could not attend this particular show. They send their films anyway and go, I'd like you to show this <laughs> because I really love this film. Mm-hmm. And Greg Perry uh, sent a stop-motion uh, film. Uh, uh, to the to the uh, contribute to the animation one, which was great. It's like you know the frame by frame people pretending to be on a motorcycle kind of thing, uh, uh, which was amazing. So uh, and that's our um, so that's our Thursday night theme. Mm-hmm. Now Saturday, shorty. Saturday is sort of an anything goes type of thing where people will bring their films. We just show at random cartoons. Newsreel, animation, uh, railroad, uh, comedy, uh, most anything. And we get through, shoot, I don't know how many films we can go through till about one in the morning or whatever. And we just run basically everything that's about 20-odd minutes or so. See, Saturday day starts as uh, the dealers. It's our dealer day. So doors open at 10. And there are tables full of film and equipment and uh Although that's also just an excuse to talk to people. Uh, it's like coming up to the table and they're hanging out. Mm-hmm. And we have all these projectors going. Practically every table has their own projector. So you're hearing this marvelous cacophony of, uh, of uh, oh, there's a cartoon. There's an episode of Perry Mason TV show. There's a monster film or whatever's being run. Exactly what John Black always talked about. A place humming with projectors and film. There you are. So that's Saturday, and then at 4 o'clock, we stop, we close the doors, we reset, because we use the same room as our screening. Um, it's it's not like, oh, and then we're going to go downstairs to the screening room. It's kind of like what uh, the BFCC did this mm-hmm. last time, mm-hmm. where everything was in one room. So there's this transition mm-hmm. from 
uh, from, okay, dealer time to screening time. Mm -hmm. So at four o'clock, we close the doors, we move everything, and we have at least three projectors lined up in the back next to each other. We have Super 8, 16, 35, all in the back, Mm -hmm. and sometimes Standard 8, and we've had 9.5 also, which, you know, sets it up. And then we take a break for dinner. Then when we come back in the evening, we start the show and just people bring films that they want to share. It's like, this is my favorite print and I really want you to see it. Wait till you get a load of this. True. I can hear many similarities to, to the Blackpool convention that I know. Uh, um, uh, and you're sure that uh, have been to both of them. Uh, how would you describe the similarities or, or differences between the uh, conventions? Are they pretty much the same or are there something that might be different? Well, the Saturday night uh, show after dinner is usually a hodgepodge of uh, materials that runs about an hour or so. It's somewhat similar. Although everyone is sitting down having dinner and watching the films too at the same time. That's the only difference we have there, you know, which is fun. Um, but it's the same thing. We're, we all get together and discuss things. See, we're all talking about them as they're running too. And even afterwards, say, where'd you get that? How, how's, how'd you do? You know, that's, that's, that's the fun part of it too. Yeah, that was what I wondered about if the, if the atmosphere was pretty much the same uh, between the two continents. Oh, pretty much too. It's uh, just talking about before, during, and even after. And afterwards, it's the the post-film talk is really intriguing because there you can find out more about where the person got the film and why they picked a certain one. Exactly. And what, 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 why their interest is in a certain genre or something, you know. And you share that, and you you know that's how it works. It's a very informal show. The only rule on Saturday. <laughs> is the film needs to be 20 minutes or less. Right. Uh, Because we're trying to get as many films in as possible. And it was easier when, okay, it's just Super 8 and 16. Mm -hmm. Great, great, we got that. And then when 35 came into it, it's like, okay, now we need to work this, uh, this into it too. What's nice is... People are watching all these different things on the screen, and then you see them turn around and going, now, which is that? Is that Super 8? Is that 16? Uh, um, Because actually, there are some just amazing Super 8 prints out there, Mm -hmm. and they're going, wow, I never knew it could look that good on a big screen. So people are always checking out which format that is. On the Saturday night show at Blackpool, it's always Super 8. And last year, I showed all of mine over there, and I got people coming up to me, oh, where'd you get that? And they want to talk about everything and answer all their questions about it. They're fascinating people. And now this year, I understand that some Norwegian collectors are coming to show some of their cartoons and animation and whatnot, too. That was actually news to me, and I should know (laughs) because they are my (laughs) friends, but that was interesting. That should be intriguing. Saturday is our dealer day, Mm. and Saturday night is our our big highlight, the Saturday night screening. Mm. So when we started the Friday night feature, we thought, all right, you know what? We're here. Let's show films. And so we have our mail, our emailing list, and we'd send out emails saying that, okay, if you'd like to uh, nominate a film from your collection, your prized celluloid possession that you'd like to show with all of us, list the title and the format. And at that time, it was Super 8 or 16. And we'll vote on that. And then when we thought we could add a Friday matinee, Mm. basically what we do is the second film to the top in the voting 
will be our Friday matinee. So the top vote getter is our Friday night feature, and the one that comes in second is the one we show on Friday day. Except for uh, adding more days uh, during the air, so you have talked a little bit about that. Uh, have there been any other changes to the to the convention, a change of direction or content in any way, or has it pretty much been the same direction for the convention uh, from the start? With our 25th show, we started adding presentations. We had two. Um, so on Friday, we st- had a our Friday matinee film start a little earlier. And then in the middle of the day, we had a presentation by a gentleman named Bob Fermanek, who is very involved in the restoration of films. And he had just finished a color restoration of Abbott and Costello, in Jack and the Beanstalk. And this was a Warner Brothers, uh, was mm-hmm. it Cinecolor? Cinecolor, right. Uh, so he gave a presentation about the process of actually having to, uh, trying his best to find original elements uh, of this uh, process. And he explained how it was done, which was fascinating. And then we screened the results and uh, it was great to see. And then that evening, documentary filmmaker Peter Flynn graced us with a screening of a work in progress, his documentary Viva Film, which is about film collecting and film equipment in the days of, uh, these days of dwindling access to film mm-hmm. and, and getting pushed aside. And we had our largest crowd ever for a screening there, uh, which he showed. And he did a Q&A afterwards it was like a homage to motion pictures, really. It was a tribute. It was like your uh, AFI tribute to film, and it was, a, it was a standing ovation for the man. It was that good. He had come, he had first asked a few years ago if for permission to film at Cinese, because he was filming at various conventions and talking to various historians and preservationists. So, mm. yes, of course, he came and uh, he really enjoyed the show, and he's been to practically every show since then it sounds like uh, these presentations are fabulous uh, i would love to to see more like that myself and also maybe uh, presentations of uh, people's projects i mean there are many problems being a collector these days when uh, the hardware is getting really old so there are many people having uh, also projects for making new equipment for existing projectors and things like that and i would love to hear more about these things so that's uh, i wish i have for uh, blackpool uh, where i attend so we'll see if they come up uh, with something like that they had uh, a q a session with uh, jed jones on the which last was Blackpool, incredible which I absolutely loved i learned so much from that that was amazing i had met jed when I went to Duran uh, for the first BFCC I'd gone, that was back in 2004, and everybody at Duran was just so nice, and he gave me a tour, and uh, it was great to see that interview. Yeah, and they were very kind to let me use that as an episode in the in in the podcast. The previous episode is actually that part, and if any of the listeners haven't heard that, I absolutely recommend that you go and listen to that episode. Uh, and both uh, Jed and Adrian uh, that hosted the Q and A session, and the other. Organizers gave me a, a go-to to actually release that, which I'm really happy and appreciate a lot. I was there. Yeah, Jed's a great guy. We've been friends now for about two years. That interview was incredible. Oh, absolutely. He has helped me a lot with the Super 8 database. And he's uh, still looking for some old prints just for me, if you can find them. 
from Duran. <laughs> and <laughs> since you brought up Super 8 Database, mm -hmm. thank you so much. It's an incredible site. It's such a great mm -hmm. resource. Mm -hmm. So there are times that, you know, maybe someone on the 8 millimeter forum will ask a question, and it's like, you know what? I think I know the answer, but let me check mm -hmm. on Super 8 Database to find out. Well, thank you very much. I do my best to add accurate information. Once in a while, there might be an error, which I would love to get feedback for to correct this. But uh, I, I do my best to add the information. But nothing could have been done without the, all the other people around that uh, has helped me a lot. Mm. I have just a few uh, prints myself. And so, of course, most of the, the covers and information are uh, getting from elsewhere. And my, my friend Greg Perry has helped me tremendously with adding information. So for me, it has also been a way to get to know a lot more people. The work with the Super 8 database and now also with this podcast has been a godsend for me to, in a way, to, to get to know more people. And there are so many great people out there like you. We're great. Like wow. you, like you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you shorty has traveled a long distance to, to Blackpool, but the, the US continent is not exactly a small continent either. No. So even though you might live in the US, there might be a long distance. So how is it in Tennessee? Does most people live close to Tennessee or do, do they come from the entire uh, US? The entire, really. It's not far from, I'm about three hours by, by car. So I'm one of the fortunate ones. But we've had people that come all the way from uh, Iceland and Japan, uh, Texas, within the West Coast and Florida, too. They come all the way over. And hopefully we can get you to come over here, too, and some of our friends from England, too. I would love that uh, one yeah, day. Sure, sure. We have one fellow who drives from Texas, which is basically 1,600 miles each way. Oh, wow. Now, I'm sure he stops, and, you know, he's just having a great time just driving through the United States, and he's mm. going to end up in Tennessee, and then he's going to work his way back. Mm -hmm. But it's incredible uh, mm. that Guy Taylor does that. And we've had David Baker come drives from Florida, and we have people who consistently drive from Ohio. They're at every show, and that's about 500 miles away. Uh, Greg Perry's come from Minnesota, and I think he walked. No, wait, that's not true. Uh, but uh, <laughs> for film, he'd walk. He'd walk. He would. But uh, we really makes us feel so good that people enjoy the show and want to uh, want to travel to get there. So actually, you could call it an international film collector. Really, we still we are. We're gathering with yeah. everyone from everywhere. True. True. What's very nice is that we started small, and then pretty much when someone would come for the first time and see what we're about and enjoy themselves, then they would start coming again, and then they would bring somebody else. It just grew exponentially. I realize it's a cliche, but I really feel like it's it's there's a Cinecy family out mm -hmm. there because it's not just walking into a hall and and checking things out when people walk in there are hugs there it's uh you know it's like it's really like seeing people uh your friends and family that you haven't seen mm -hmm. for uh mm -hmm. for either a year or the six months and it's just so special to hang out with these people and we do we really do try to go out to eat a lot so we get to uh, continue our conversations in the restaurants. And how we laugh. The laughter is contagious. It starts the moment you come in till we leave. I remember really. one dinner. As it got larger, we had to spread out. You're not all at one table anymore. Table mm. for 60, please. You know, mm. you can't do that. <laughs> but it's like I would hear uh, voices rising, not, not in anger, but 
both defending the uh, various projectors. Oh, no, this projector. I said, oh, oh, no, what you really need is this. And I'm wondering what everybody else in the restaurant is thinking you know, at that point. Some of us will act out a scene from a film and just laugh about me. It, it's incredible. That's the, that's the joy of it, really. I must say that projector discussions are <laughs> sounds pretty familiar. Are you Yumi or an Ike? Which do you like? <laughs> are there other uh, convention alternatives in the U.S. or is Cinecy the convention for for uh, film collectors in the U.S.? No, no, no. There's the one in Ohio, the Columbus Moving Picture Show, which is held near Memorial Day in late May. There's also one called Capital Fest, which is in Rome, New York which is actually, I think it's in August. And but mostly, again, that's, they show some, and there's not much film to sell, but they do, sh they do screen a few up there. Mostly they have collectibles and whatnot. And then in California, there's the Cinecon, which uh, shows a lot of 35 millimeter too, and 16. I think, I dare say that Cinecy, though, is possibly the only one that has a concentration on Super 8. Mm -hmm. uh, and Standard 8 and 9.5, 16, mm -hmm. So we're more close-knit. And, and at least that's the one I've heard by far the most about from here where I live in Norway. John Black uh, was used to doing these other types of conventions, but he said, no, Cinecy is there's going to be nothing on the tables except for film. Now, if you have posters you want to sell, fine, but you have to have a table full of film first uh, before you do that so so that's the yeah. it, it's exactly when you walk in it's not like okay i'm going to skip that table because there's no film there no there's film on every table so we've kept his wish going all these years and we'll continue that's doing right. that because people have a lot of film to sell they do and talking about uh, uh as you have been there for many years what drives you continuing hosting this uh, event uh, I mean, it must be a lot of work, and I, I'm sure you uh, have a lot of worries and, and, and don't make much money, if anything, at all. Um, so what makes you do this year after year, twice a year, actually? Um, how is it that you select to do this uh, on your spare time? Cinecy is strictly nonprofit. John actually started that first. Uh, um, by the way, I don't know if I've said this, but there's no admission. Admission is free. Did I mention that? Admission is free. There's no. Um, we do have a low price for dealer tables. It's currently $30, and that's much less than, um, than big conventions mm -hmm. across the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the point is, and John has said this, that he wanted an affordable show. Don't want you to spend anything to get in so that you have more money to buy from our dealers and to, to add mm -hmm. to your collection. So mm -hmm. we've kept, we've, kept that uh it's definitely non-profit we we're we're glad when we break even actually mm -hmm. uh and people are actually some people are very nice in that they uh they'll contribute to uh, a little more saying here's here's to keep it going mm -hmm. but shorty why do you come back every year well for me i can always say i'm fascinated with coming back because you never know what you're going to find and the stories people have to tell a duck can bear me on this now this one coming up in uh, uh, october I've already planned this thing from May when the last one, the moment I get home, I start looking through what I have and what I'm going to bring, and I start putting together things for the next one. Now I'm already packed up with five boxes worth of film. Stuff to sell, stuff to show, whatever. <laughs> they know I'm crazy, but I do it anyway. 
So that's the thing. I'm fascinated. I'm going to bring this. Maybe I can trade this for a cartoon. No, maybe Gary has. The, you never know what you're going to do. So when I get there, I'm really fascinated what people have, what stories they got. For me, that's the whole thing, listening to what they have to say. I'm a listener, really. I don't talk too much. Except for the part about you not talking. That was pretty much true. Freddie, well, yeah. well, I'm going. <laughs> but that's what it really is. I'm fascinated to find out what's going on. That's what keeps me going with this. And besides, it's a great hobby. It is. It is. What drives me is, first of all, it's like, okay, we're going to get to go. It's a vacation. It's fun. And we do show what everybody brings. However, the start of the show is normally me. I will put the first reel on. So I, I, I will put a first reel. And this is going to run under 20 minutes uh, together. So it's it's like, okay, what can I pick to show, to start the show? And it's always, uh, I love doing that. And actually, we started the, our last show with Lee Mannering's um, Real Collector mm. uh, release, which was which blew everybody away. It's We've premiered a number of new releases at Cinese, uh in Super 8. And Dave Baker has come and brought his uh, and, and brought his new releases, and so people are seeing them uh, there mostly for the first time. Mm. Um, and I love seeing the reaction of people. And also, my side hobby is taking those silent releases that were done by Ken Films and Columbia Pictures when I first started collecting in the '70s, that were never released as sound. And I have a um, I have a striper and so i will sound stripe them and add mm -hmm. sync sound to them so mm -hmm. the last one i think was dinosaurus the ken <laughs> film uh, eight minute release and it's like here's what it's like with sound which is great when the subtitles actually have nothing to do with what's actually being said mm -hmm. but it, it's the fun of showing what's in your collection to people we haven't talked about lou lou franchetti and his son also, Lou, uh, they've been film collectors forever. They, they, um, they're well-known in the film collecting field, mm -hmm. and they're as much into it as we are. And the first time I met Lou, he had a table, uh, a few tables that I thought were really going to collapse because he had put so much film on there. They just bring really? uh, <laughs> tons of film. And uh, they're, they're, it, Lou is just incredible to, uh, to work with, so we're thrilled that he's part of the uh, Part of the group. A word about Lou, though. I've known him since 1982 down in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, when we had a film show down where I met John. The man has the most incredible collection of monster films I've ever seen. He knows, no, oh, he knows Universal <laughs> Horror like the back of his hand. Him and his son both are absolutely superb in film. So the way we've just kind of split it up is that Lou, uh, for the longest time, has been the one who organizes with the location. We're at the Shalimar. Mm -hmm. uh, resort conference center and as Shorty said earlier uh, which was diagonally across the street from our home for the longest time which was the ocean holiday mm. the staff was incredible they would bend over backwards and you've got you know the, you, you really appreciate them oh yeah you want to go till two in the morning that's great that's no problem and the mm -hmm. Shalimar's the same way so Lou has been the one who actually he found the Shalimar for us uh, so he's been organizing it that way. I'm more of a scheduling person and, all right, we're going to do this and I'm going to try to get this person to come from the seminar and I'm still trying to figure out what Shorty does. I'm the boss. Oh, okay. No, no. I just agree <laughs> with everything they say. But it's it's great that there are people like you actually doing the work because um, sometimes when they read on forums and people talk about conventions they have been at, uh, 
it uh, seems like some people think the conventions make themselves and it, they do not uh, there are a lot of work and and when things seem to happen by itself it's because mm -hmm. of good or organizing by the organizing team i'm sure so thank you for for making that convention it's truly important for the community to have uh, conventions mm -hmm. like this uh, any particular story or happening that you remember something special that happened uh, during the convention are there any you know, special there, stories there, there that you want to share a number of highlights um you know it, it's when someone who attends Cinecee and it's just like you know how about if i did this or how about if i bring this so when dino everett who's a film historian uh came with uh, 9.5 that was spectacular i had never seen a 9.5 projector or a 9.5 film screened i'd never seen it and i was thrilled with how it stopped it's notched so that it stops for a specific time on a title and then goes on so there's only a, a frame or two spent on the title and then mm -hmm. it moves on uh, that that was incredible it's and i had hole right in the middle of each frame and the the clock and what the fat when he showed that that got me hooked so i have a bunch of 9.5 now which I found some in Blackpool and elsewhere. <laughs> and I can't run it yet, but I'm collecting it because I, I, this is rare stuff too. It was fascinating. And that, that presentation was actually done in a theater in Wildwood, uh, the C Theater, S-E-A. And that theater started life as a Nickelodeon. So it's like we were in a historical location and Dino set up his 9.5 projector next to the 35. So it was a great shot uh, to see that. But the 9.5 films were, were printed. Uh, those prints were made closer to when the films were new mm -hmm. uh, from that time period. Mm -hmm. So I'd never seen uh, clear, beautiful prints like that. Of uh, of uh, he showed a Metropolis uh, clip that was in, incredibly sharp. Um, the first time we had thirty five millimeter mm -hmm. was a big deal. That was David Baker and Terry Bange. Um, David had been coming to Cinecity before, and he says, "All right, you know what? Mm. I want to bring this portable thirty five projector that we're working on." And so he drove. He and Terry drove it from Ohio. No, oh. <laughs> and it's like wow, thirty five millimeter comes to Cinecity. And what are we going to show? And David says, you know what? I have a 3D print of House of Wax. Yeah. Yeah. So that was our first experience with, uh, with 35 there. And everybody had the glasses on and, and it was great. And mm -hmm. since then, uh, Jeffrey Curtis, who's one of our regular projectionists and an amazing guy, he does a lot of um, projection for uh, conventions in the U.S., mm -hmm. Ohio also. In Ohio, Columbus, he does work too. He's a, he's a wizard. Uh, ever, ever since that day, he's brought his 35 millimeter projector with him. So that's how we 35 became a regular thing. It's when people come up with it. You know what? I really like this so much that I want to share this. I want to bring this piece of equipment. I want to show this special film. And people also bring, okay, I've got cases of water. I've got snacks. Uh, we have uh, Todd and Tammy who have brought cakes every time and they're decorated with the number of Cinecee and uh, sometimes the Friday night feature <laughs> title so we've had cakes that say psycho on, on, on them um, even since, the the axe was in frosting it was it was, it was oh it was wonderful 
Uh, so ju- just the um, yeah. we really appreciate that, and that just that just bowls me over that people are so into it that they want to participate. That's why I said it's not passive. You're not coming to a show, sitting down, watching something, or just walking around the table. Mm-hmm. You are part of it. Uh, you are going to come to eat with us, and we're going to talk, and we're going to show your film, and uh, and then you're mm-hmm. going to and for the most part, people come back every time since then. You show with us, you grow with us. Oh. There you are. That's what Sensei really is. And that's why we come back every time. And that's why we hate to go home on Sunday. (laughs) And we want to make it into Monday. We want to continue. We never want to stop, you know. (laughs) And for those that uh, listen to this now and think, oh, I really want to experience this, um, when is it and where can they go to get to this convention next Our 27th show will start September 28th, and it will go through October 1st. Remember, we start in Thursday evening, and we continue to Sunday at noon. Mm -hmm. Um, And they should go to cinecfilm.com, our website. But also they should check out Brad Miller's 8mm Forum, because that's really the home away from home for Cinecee, uh, because that's where the write-ups of every show are with tons of pictures and specific details about what we've shown. So if people want to find out more, the when is the show, booking details are on the website, but really the history is on the 8mm Forum. And I will add the links uh, to the show notes so people can find it there. Um, do they have to stay all the days in, in case they might not be able to stay the whole uh, whole weekend? Is it possible to be there for just parts of it, or, or do, is it all or nothing when you book at the hotel? People have asked, and they always go, "Okay, if I buy a ticket, can I just uh, you know can I just come on Friday?" And there is no ticket. Remember, there's no admission. Uh, when it's like uh, it's like the old joke: What time is the show? Well, what time can you get here? Uh, it's very informal. It's like if you can show up for the Thursday night theme, mm-hmm. which is a surprise for the next one. We don't tell anybody until a month before. So then they can, uh, oh, I want to show this. Um, so if you can't make it for Thursday, try to make it for Friday. Uh, but I would say if you're coming, the Saturday night show is the highlight. That's mm-hmm. what you've got to do. So come Saturday during the day for the dealers. That's from 10 to 4. And then come out to dinner with us and have a great time at the Saturday night screening. So if it's just uh, the one day and you're staying over on Saturday night, that's it. But yeah. otherwise, please hang out with us. We're lonely, and we'd like you to come for the uh, Thursday through Sunday morning. Very lonely. The thing is, the welcome mat is always open at our show. Come when you want. Stay as long as you want. You come in as, we may not know you, but you'll leave a cherished friend, and you won't want to leave. And for for some that it might be a little bit intimidating to get there alone and not knowing anybody. Uh, but my experience at the first Blackpool, I cheated a little bit. I've told this before in previous episodes. I cheated a little bit because I came with Norwegians I knew. But if you don't know that many people, uh, my suggestion was to post a picture of myself on the forum where I said, hello, I'm Ivan. Um, mm-hmm. If you see me at the, the Blackpool convention, come and say hi. Mm-hmm. And people did. Uh, and it was absolutely not difficult at all to get to know people because people like to meet new faces i mean the community isn't that big so any new face would uh, be a a good welcome to any convention i'm sure Mm -hmm. so um i would really say that uh, don't be afraid to show up at a convention for the first time it's not scary at all you will be uh, get a warm welcome i'm sure you know my first time at blackpool was uh, i was planning to go 
But some, the work or something else came up when I finally went about six years ago. David Guest, who was running the thing at the time, wonderful man, when, uh, when I came upstairs and I, I said, David, I'm Shorty. He embraced me. We talked. You came all the way over here across the front. And he never stopped repeating it over and over again. I got to know them all right away. And it was like, that's it. These past six years have been wonderful. Same group I have here that, I, that I'm close with. Same group of mates are over there. They're wonderful. David Watson, Simon, all of them. They're just fantastic. When I first went to the BFCC in 2004, I had the advantage of being on the 8mm forum. So when I announced that I was going, I suddenly got all these invitations. Um, John Clancy saying, uh, okay, come on over. We're going to have... Uh, actually, he was, I think, the first person I called when uh, I got to the hotel. And he was saying, great, dinner tonight, and we'll screen, uh, and we'll, we'll do some film. Mm-hmm. So everybody was incredibly friendly. And these were people I had only been on the forum with and knew them that way. So... Mm-hmm. It was just so special. I felt like, okay, I had friends even before I went there. Uh, now, if you're not on the forums and you don't participate that much, please don't worry. Uh, just mm-hmm. come in and please find me or Shorty and say hello. And normally, if there's a face we don't recognize, it's like, oh, uh, Shorty and I race to uh, to go talk to that person and, and welcome them into it. But no, it's the same thing in the Blackpool. Same thing over here. Please come. You're welcome. We so appreciate Everybody that walks in that door, really? we are so grateful. It's like, thank you so much for coming. It's like, okay, new friends. If you have a film that you have to have edited, maybe they'll splice. Well, some will do that for you. If you need a reel or something unusual, someone will have it. That's the, that's the fascinating part. People have brought their projectors and say there's a problem with it. And normally someone volunteers to take a look. Basically, I think Cinecy is just a much larger version of when you invited your friends to come over to your house and watch a film. It's really a a, a larger version of that. And that was a great ending, I think. So I might wrap up here. No, we'd like to keep going, please. (laughs) We don't want it to end. See, that's the thing. If you enjoyed this episode and want to follow us, you can listen to us and subscribe to our podcast using players like Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and YouTube. You can also use any podcast player supporting RSS. Go to our website hummingprojector.com to learn how to subscribe. You can also listen to any current and previous episodes on our website without any additional software. If you have any feedback for this episode or a suggestion for a future episode, please send an email to feedback at hummingprojector.com. And with that, we have reached the end of this episode. And thanks to Shorty and Doug for taking the time to talk about Cinecy here at my podcast. My name is Ivan Moik, and thanks for listening. (laughs) 